Welcome to Tropes and Tantrums. I'm Amber. And I'm Danielle. We are just two moms, never without our kids or our Kindles. Welcome back to Tropes and Tantrums. I'm Amber. And I'm Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Amber. I'm really excited for us to talk. We have not done <laughs> mom personal life content content in a hot talk, minute or talk about it in a little bit of time and so it's like, funny this is exciting i told you that these are super popular episodes but but i mean i get it like it's, it's, it's a little bit more personal and i feel like and here's the thing i had actually never listened to book podcasts like pre this and i still like being honest i don't um but i think that most of them are not like moms like, or they don't yeah. talk about mom things. Stuff. But, like, that's part of our brand. That's literally how, like, three quarters of our brand is yeah. being, being moms. Yeah. Um, and doing what we love to do, which is reading. Exactly. While so, we're momming. Exactly. Um, so I'm excited. Plus, we've also tried to film that record this episode, like, 95 million times. Because every literally. time we go, um, if you're unfamiliar, we talk a lot. and oh, Long-winded feel, people here. And I feel like... This one is always like on the back burner, which is so funny because we also didn't start out recording this one either. Um, so yeah, but like I'm excited that we get to kind of go back to mom content for yeah, this one. Me too. So um, for this episode, a little backstory preview, whatever you want to call this summary, um, we're going to be talking about books that we love for our kids and that our kids love yes and then we're gonna go into some mom things as well so yeah i'm excited okay do you want to start yeah um charlie doesn't she i love charlie to death i love my char (laughs) my char char um she doesn't sit very long for a book she likes to pick up a book and like open it and like like, read it herself and just go mama book mama book Mama book. She likes drawing in books too. Oh yeah, she loves specifically my books. Um, but yes, um, but Dallas, he is getting more into. He's in preschool, so he is more into like the reading aspect of things and like wanting me to read a book to him every night. We're finally getting to that age where it's yeah. like he wants it every night, and I love that. So like my biggest, my favorite thing to do is buy these five minute storybooks. Oh yeah, because it's got like seven to ten books yeah. within and you know how long they're gonna take and they're not <laughs> exactly so we've got a ton of them mm-hmm. we've got a bluey one we've got a daniel tiger one we have we've one. got mickey mouse we have like a christmas one you know what's funny you said she loves to draw on books i think this is one that she's drawn in as i'm staring at the cover because y'all there is nothing <laughs> as a parent that a y- toddler yep 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 yep, yep yep there a is nothing a crayon. there is nothing more frustrating as a parent oh at bedtime God. than when you pick up a book and you realize that the book is 900 pages long oh my God. and you're like, oh, like you're like please I'm no so please no and then you start like kind of like skipping pages a little bit They're like wait what about that page and you're like oh Shoot. i don't know that page so yeah no 100 percent um and yes. it's very funny that you said that because it's actually opposite for me charlotte does not like to be read books she does not like i mean i guess that tracks since it's like char and char it's like the same um same vibes she does not like to sit and be read books she is getting into like reading books herself but like not me sitting there eloise on the other hand loves loves a book loves to sit down and and have me read her books 
it's like her favorite thing but we're gonna talk about that so um but yeah so the ones that i've got out right now are some of dallas's favorite his all-time favorite is the very hungry caterpillar that's a great one he loves it i mean he reads it to me now oh yeah i mean it's an easy one yeah for them to read um and my parents actually just took him Oh, to the puppet to show. The puppet show. Yeah. I actually saw that. I keep getting ads on Instagram. Yeah, my parents, they, they loved it. It was like they 45 d- minutes. You got oh, good. Very Hungry Caterpillar. You got Brown Bear, Brown Bear, and one other one. Did and then you they, got coloring sheets. And so he did they do them like a stack. Did they do the meeting with the where they met the caterpillar? Uh, I don't think they did that. <laughs> I didn't get that I report saw, back. I, I mean, I feel like you would know um, if yeah, he no, had met I the think, caterpillar. No, I don't think that happened. I did see. That's what I keep seeing on Instagram. I mean, I keep seeing the tickets for it, but then I kept seeing like people like meeting the caterpillar. But, no, I don't. Think you would have known. You would have. Dallas <laughs> would have for sure told you had he met. Like, I just feel like that would have been like a very big no, highlight for him. Come home and said that. Um, no, but he loved the show. He like has coloring pages that he like. Oh, that's so like, fun! Mom, this is brown bear, brown bear. I was thinking I'm gonna color him purple. I'm like, cool. I was thinking about taking the girls because I kept seeing the thing, and I was like, is it really that good? Like, My mom said it was actually really cute, and okay. it was like perfect for Dallas because it it's so not very it'd be long. Perfect, no, and mm. it would be perfect for Eloise and Char. Okay, all right. Um, so then he likes obviously like that. Then he likes the little blue truck books. Um, the five minute storybooks, like every time we go to Barnes Noble, can I get a five minute storybook? Or he finds like something else. Yeah. Um, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom is another one favorite. Hot fave in our house too. Um, but he just recently, oh, well, and then Love You Forever is a classic. I cannot read that. I would, I just um, I cry, cry. I every just cry. time I read it. Every and time. then I actually have two copies. One of, one copy was gifted to me. Well, this copy was as well, but this copy is, um, It's written in as well um, from a family member um, that Alex from Alex's grandma, who unexpectedly passed right before we had Dallas, um, and she read this book to Dallas. You're gonna make Alex. Me, you're gonna make me cry. Sorry to she Alex, was, but when he was a kid, and she was wonderful. By the way, just like separate, just yeah. separate note. Also, she, if you don't know, Danielle and I related by marriage. Yeah, she was wonderful. Um, she yeah i miss her every day um but my kids have a great guardian angel um and so her his grandma's sister gifted me this book and like wrote a very sweet message so i keep this one up from dallas yeah um because it's very special um but i grabbed it because it was like a quick it's very funny um quick Quick side note, yeah. I actually, for my baby showers, did not do cards. and I, I did books. You did books too. I did. That's shocking. Um, and if you are looking for something that's a little bit different, but you'll, has a very, like, I don't want to say like high payoff. That's not like the right way to say it. It's a great way to build a new mom's library. And it's honestly, not to say like, I keep cards sometimes, uh, depends on, <laughs> depends on who gave the card honestly and yeah. like i don't want to be like a jerk or whatever if you're like listening and you're like just you know actually keep the cards um it depends but the books that i got for the girls at my baby showers it is one of the most like you said one of the most special things mm-hmm. to pick up a book and see a message because they all pretty much wrote in them they didn't just like sign their name wasn't like a yearbook um they wrote messages and a lot of times it was 
books that their kids loved. Yep. And that was so special. We just had one, um, one of the ones that the girls have been loving um, was gifted by Vance's aunt. And Vance has a very special relationship with her. And um, it was, it's very sweet. It's just, they're just very sweet to have, like you said, to have the messages in there and just like, to like show, to sh- and to show the girls. I wish this author would have done for Love You Forever would do, would have done like a girl version as well. Or yeah. like a, the second book where the where her son becomes a girl dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And let's make the cover pink. Let's, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously let's, change yeah. everything. Like, yeah. But make it a girl version. I think yeah. that would have been like a really, really cool. Really sweet, yeah. But I think this author had a son. So I think that's it's like why. why. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I would have loved that. I would love that for Charlie. And I mean, mm-hmm. I would love that for your girls. girls yeah. Or girl moms in general. Yes. Um, but Dallas, so something about me is I wanted, I used to teach preschool. Um, and then I was in school to be a teacher. Um, and I have, I have a, in on my bookshelf, a small stack of books that are for when I was going to have my own classroom mm-hmm. one day, right? So I have a stack of different, the little lady who swallowed a fly. Which is so funny. So I have an Easter one. I've got a Do you book. have the Arizona one? I do not. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have to need, find it. You need to. We I just, will have to get We that. just went to story time um, at church and they read the Arizona version. And it's like there was um, there was a coyote who swallowed a cactus or something. And it's. I think I've heard of it. I'm so definitely going to have to find it. But I've got like a back to school one, first day of school, Easter. I love that. I've got. Um, just different ones and Dallas loved like he's discovered the pile so now he like only wants to read those I have like the the three little pigs from the wolf's point of view mm-hmm. I've he is obsessed with that little is that the one stack. is that the one with the where it looks like a newspaper yep I love that yep. I love it so much yep um so yeah what kind of books I mean does so Ch- Charlotte like to read herself and what so, does Eloise like to for you to read to her? So here's the thing. Um, if you don't know, I'm a homeschool mom <laughs> and we are now at, she's in kindergarten and yeah. um, she's very smart, very intelligent. Um, and I also went to school <laughs> to become a teacher. Um, but you just don't realize how hard it, it is to teach someone how to read. Like, because yeah. you just don't think, like, you don't think about, like, there's a point, like, because I think I started reading at, like, four, maybe. And um, I just, like, you just don't think about it. So we are currently in the throes of learning to read. And so it's become, like, a thing, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, sounding out words and all the things. So she's very much reading a lot of, like, little reader books where she can... Like, level, I'm learning the, the To read. The. And so she's, you know, learning, you know, what words and whatever. But she has not been my, like, sit down and read girly. Like, even when she was, like, younger, like, it was... Like, people are like, oh, read, like, a book to your child, like, every single night. And, like... She just wasn't that girl. I sang to her every night and she went to bed. Eloise is very much that girl. We cannot go to bed sans book and without singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star every night. So (laughs) Eloise's favorite, favorite books, um, the Llama Llama series. Oh, we love Llama Llama. Big Llama Llama girly, um, specifically Llama Llama Nighty Night. Ooh, Dallas loves Llama Llama lost her tooth. 
we have quite a few of them for different holidays and whatnot. She has also now discovered Lama Lama Wakey Wake. So we read Lama Lama Wakey Wake as we are going to bed. It doesn't track no, 100%. Not at all. But I have loved, I think that there is something so understated about, because you said that now Dallas like reads those like books to you. Yeah. And like, yes, it's like memorization, but like, I think it's the cutest thing when they sit down and they like now like reading it. Like so, Dallas because he goes he to goes preschool. to school. Mm-hmm. Um, his homework every weekend is I'm a reader. So mm-hmm. they send him like a half slip of paper. Yeah, and it says like I'm a reader. I read blank. So you fill in the blank of like yeah, the book what you, you read. read. Yeah, and then you with my and then you put like my mom, your person, my, yeah, your, whoever you read. Well, he, one night he picked that book. Mm-hmm. The night that we do homework. Yeah. And he picked that the very hungry caterpillar, and I put very hungry caterpillar. The very oh my gosh, (laughs) the very hungry caterpillar read by, and I crossed it off to my mom. I like felt like I put that because he read it to me. Like that's fair. Like yeah, I didn't. He yeah, he read like that was um that was also one of Shar's favorite. And she used to my one of my favorite words that she ever like learned was salami. (laughs) <laughs> and so she would say salami lami and it was my so favorite cute. thing so i would make her say it 900 times because it was <laughs> my favorite thing um so big fan of eric carl as well oh, yes. um brown bear brown bear mm-hmm. big because girlies are eloise specifically is a big animal girly um huge huge animal girl um chicka chicka boom boom is also on ours um but her ultimate, the ultimate favorite is Barnyard Dance. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. Barnyard Dance is a constant, full-blown, reads it to me, full-blown. We are actually doing a Barnyard Dance-themed birthday party. <gasps> oh, I love that. She was really excited, I told her. Um, not that she like fully understands. She's going to be three next month. Um, but big animal girly, specifically farm animals and also giraffes. Um, oh, fun. But she also does, um, she likes watching animal documentaries. It's like a thing. She put on, apparently Netflix now has a live um, gorilla cam. <laughs> so she was watching the gorilla cam <laughs> yesterday. She loves baby animals specifically. I'm sorry. I was over here going, oh, well, you know, Disney Plus has that great. We will be watching them all. <laughs> we watch them all. I've now incorporated them into homeschool, which is really great because that that, that is tracks. very, that's a great tool. It's no, it's been so good um, because we're doing like around the world. And so we're doing two but like March of the Penguins is a great documentary. So, so great. So great. Um, yeah. So Eloise is a big animal girl. So basically any books with animals, she loves them. Um, one of Char's favorites um, is Dragons Love Tacos. She loves. We so, have that book. So I, cute. You know what? I didn't bring it. That one is. No, a, that, that one's, that's a crowd favorite at my house. Um, we also like Diggersaurus where the trucks are dinosaurs. Interesting. It's Dallas would probably love it. Probably like his favorite construction vehicle is an excavator. So every oh, time, oh excavators, yes, we are familiar. Every time we drive down the streets and there's an excavator, it's mom, mom, mom. Do you the see the excavator. excavator fully? Like, yep, saw the excavator, yep. kid. And you my know, my grandpa used to work in construction. Oh, that's so good. And so, and he was like just recently in town, and they like sat at my kitchen table. Dallas, Charlie, and my grandpa with my grandpa's headphones on 
on Dallas's head and they're watching excavator videos on YouTube. I don't. And my grandma's sitting there going, this is what your grandpa does. Oh, it's perfect. And I was like, oh my gosh, all day? And she's like, yeah, all day he sits there and he watches excavate construction videos. Like, they're just moving dirt. And I was and like, oh my gosh. Y'all, I had never thought as a mom, I would know the things I know oh from my, my kids. Because Literally. let me just tell you, Blippi and the excavator song. I'm not a huge fan of Blippi. No, neither my kids am I. are, but I cannot. No, and now it's like a different Blippi. It's like a new Blippi guy, and he was not the old Blippi. It's very, it's like very, it's like a whole thing. Shard well, Blippi became a dad. Well, yeah, and so like he stopped like doing the full Blippi things, and so now it's like a different guy, and so Shard like doesn't, she doesn't like him anymore. So it's fine because Shar was more into Blippi than Eloise was, which is mm. stellar because we like got to cut that off. Um, I wish, but the excavator song, <laughs> I am just. Just had never, just never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would know what an excavator was. My literal wildest dreams could not. But Especially for being a girl mom. Especially <laughs> for being a girl mom. But um, yeah, so um, I also love theming books for holidays. I think it's like so fun to like get books specifically for holidays. And I, I think get that, yeah. It's just like so fun. So we get to like bring out like for Halloween, like we're going to bring out like No Room on the Broom. Ooh, and like, like, like all the fun things. Um, we have like the little blue truck. We have like little blue, blue truck, truck Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. There's a Christmas one that we have that lights up like at the oh, Christmas tree at sweet. the back. Oh, like, I love that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I try to like get his favorite ones like a little bit themed. Themey. Yeah. yeah. I love putting them up like to decorate for like the holidays and stuff. And like we read them and all the things. He's got, see, I tried the whole bookshelf thing with Dallas. I mean, my whole house is a bookshelf, so. It like doesn't work. Mm -mm. And so he has two baskets and he just stacks them in there. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, dude, like. It's fine. I'm like, I'm tired of you just like. um, I know. This is better. I know. You're four, like you're figuring it out. Like we'll figure it out together. Um, Also, because I told Amber I was going to say this, but like both of my girls are book themed names, which yes, was yes, always, yes, yes, which they was are. always, which was always the plan for me is because Eloise. So I have Charlotte and for Charlotte's web. And then I have Eloise for Eloise at the plaza. At the plaza. And um, Eloise was, was also one of my names that I looked up for Charlotte. Um, and it's very funny because um I had suggested Eloise as a name because I love like super hyper feminine names. And so I was like, oh, Eloise is like perfect. And I also like what I consider old lady baby names. Like they are very very old. I love that though. And it's like, like I have a lot of friends who have girls who have old lady, what I consider old lady baby names. And it's like so funny. But I had suggested Eloise for Shar as well. And he had said, no, he was like, no, I don't like Eloise, blah, blah, blah. Second time around, we're going through names. And this was pre-knowing the gender. Because we, um, there was a boy name that we have. And if that would ever have been a thing, then that would have been the name. But we had two girls. And so I said, so he goes, I have this really great name for you. When we were talking about, because we could not agree on a second child name. And that was like. We didn't really have any. No, it was a really naming a person, you guys. It's hard. It's freaking hard. And you know what? Like you're not just naming them for like 
a short period of time. You're doing that the whole for the, life. For the whole life. That's, I mean, I have a lot of hot topic, a lot hot feelings about the way that people name their kids. And I'm like, bro, like that's like, you're naming an adult also. Like not just like a yeah. cute little toddler, like you're naming an adult. And so he was like, I heard this really great name. I think, I think you would really like it. And he goes, what about Eloise? Y'all, I had suggested. The shock? That well, was on your face, I'm sure, was just like, so oh, wait. Okay. We're talking like COVID, because it's like, yeah. And so we're sitting in the house. It's me, him, my mom, and Char. And he says, I thank God my mom was there, because my mom was actually a witness to knowing that I had suggested Eloise the first time around. And she was like, she like looked at me. <laughs> like, did he just say and Eloise? And like, I was like, um, he was like, no, I just like thought, like I thought it would be a really good name. I go, no. I, he goes, I don't know where I heard it from though. I go, you know who you heard it from? From me. <laughs> Your Thank, wife. <laughs> from me. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Eloise was pretty solid. Like we knew that we were going to. I do have all of my other, almost all my other girl names are um, book themed as well um, for girls as well. Not Love not boys. I mean, but girls. I do have their book themed as well because we were gonna go with like a like a city or state continuation because then okay. like you do Charlotte, North Carolina, and then like I liked like Savannah and like these other, but it just like didn't track like Eloise and Eloise is like very much an Eloise, like just like her whole persona. And I had yeah. when we did our baby name announcement, which we didn't do with Charlotte because I kept the name a secret the whole time. I don't know why, like, I really gave a shit, like, what it's people, a choice. it's, like, it's a choice, and, but, like, for Eloise, like, I didn't, because, like, I wanted to enjoy it, because there's, like, very few things that you could enjoy Especially <laughs> in during 2020. COVID. There was literally very few things, so I did, like, a whole shoot where I dressed Shara up as Eloise oh, from I love the book, that. and she was, like, holding the book, and it was so, so cute, so. I love that. Yeah, so, uh, books, books run deep, so the girlies know, we did do um, a lesson on Charlotte's Web for Char and I was like, this is like she goes, but like, you name me like after like a spider. And I was like, if you when you read the book, honey, you'll get it. You'll get it. But like also that's you, you can be like a spider sometimes. So like <laughs> that's really for tracks sometimes. So it's fine. If to know Char is to love Char, but she just I'm whew. nervous to meet her because she has this like me hyped up in her mind. <clears throat> she does she goes. I'm she nervous. She saw me taking my tote bag. Was it yesterday or two days ago? I don't remember. I, I didn't even tell you this. It was book club day. No. Was it that day? Yeah, because you, you Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because then Char was like, are you going to go see Amber? And I said, well, like, yes, and yes on, the, on a call, whatever. She goes, I've never met Amber before. <laughs> and so she's like... She has really high expectations that Amber has to Amber has to live up to. I'm apparently, nervous. she's she is a very hard nut to crack. I mean, she is very outgoing, loves people, but she definitely has her feelings, thoughts that she makes very known and very apparent, which is sometimes a scary thing for for all parties involved. <laughs> Specifically, myself. Like we say, we say all the time, our kids feel the most comfortable with with us, and yep, they that do. can. That can definitely backfire on me. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Okay. So our next topic after our book talk, um, I was telling Danielle before we started recording that this is something I wanted to talk about. 
I came across on TikTok of a millennial mom who's probably about our age mm-hmm. or a little bit older talking to her mom who is considered an 80s mom. Yeah. Right? Um, about how different parenting is. And like yeah. asked her, was asking her questions of like, what what did you do when xyz mm-hmm. when did when did you decide to do this when did you decide the perfect time to wean when did you uh-huh. decide the f- perfect time to give us solids yeah things like that and this mom's answers were like so great yeah in in my opinion yeah and so i wanted to chat with you about it because she ba- this mom this 80s mom mm-hmm. was pretty much like, I did everything on instinct. And if I didn't, if I had an issue with something, I went to my best friend or I went to my mom and asked yeah. her the question. Yeah. I wasn't considering the internet. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this day and age, we are leaning so much on the internet and other parents. Yeah. And, and other moms' ways that they are doing nighttime routines, um, weaning, baby led weaning, like all of the things, like we're relying on other people's journeys. That wouldn't have ever known or existed. Correct. To parent our kids. Parent our kids in like the way we do things. Mm -hmm. And I will say as a first time mom with Dallas, and I'm sure you were the same way, like going on to like finding a 2019 baby mom group that's what i was in mm-hmm. it's like so all the moms that had babies in 2019 yep. we were all in a mom <laughs> oh group together on facebook yep and the way that this became toxic for me so quickly was bananas mm-hmm. was absolutely bananas yep and i immediately the minute it became toxic i immediately left the group i was like i i can't be a part of this like i'm already stressed like mm-hmm. this is too much um I will say one thing that one part of the internet that has helped me was um, taking care of babies. Mm-hmm. It helped me with my sleeping journey with Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I use the same things that I did with Dallas and I implemented them into Charlie. And knock on wood, my kids never had a sleep regression. Never, like we didn't have a lot of issues with their sleep as soon as I started like implementing those taking care of baby things that I learned from her courses. And so like, that's one thing I always recommend to new moms is that, Mm -hmm. um, does it work for every new mom? No. But every baby is different. Yes. And and that's one thing you have to do as a new mom is listen to your instincts. Uh Uh-huh. Listen to your instincts. You know what's best for your baby. And it's funny that you said that because we talked in between recording episodes. Um, So back in 20... 17 end of 2017 because i found out i was pregnant um literally six years ago next month which is freaking wild i found out i was pregnant with dallas labor day weekend in 2018 i and it's funny because i found out that i was pregnant halloween um in this very bathroom where we are <laughs> literally straight up crazy. straight up and she was we had to stop here after dance last week because she had to pee because I had told her to go before we oh, left we're, to the dance studio. We had that conversation yeah. every constantly day. In every my house. day. So then she was like, I can't make it all the way home. Literally, we live like 10 minutes. Like, it's yeah. not far. <laughs> so I was like, fine, we're going to stop. So we stopped here at um, this place, at the forum, and we 
and she peed here and was like in the same stall. It was wild. It was like <laughs> such a freaking weird deja vu moment. I was That's like, this so is funny. nuts. So back in late 2017, um, early 2018, um, I was doing uh, mascara or now Saint Beauty. And so a bunch of us who were in the same like team all had gotten pregnant around the same time. So they started a Facebook group and it was like everyone who's due summer of 2018. Yeah. And so it had started out where it was like 15 of us and we would share like bump dates and it was like super fun and like casual and like we all like pretty much knew each other. Yeah. And then she opened it up to anyone. And so again, the toxic aspect. No new friends. No new friends because (laughs) – um. As a new mom, I actually felt more confident in what I was doing first time around than I did second time around. And I don't know if it was just like the anxiety of like COVID that really like escalated because I felt more confident and like more like I knew what was best and followed my instincts more with Charlotte as a first time mom than I did second time. I... I feel like that too, but my both my kids, their newborn stages were very different. Different, okay. So that that's, that's I was confident in the fact I knew what I was doing, but that Charlie you keep them alive. Yeah, yeah. But Charlie was colic. Okay, so and totally so, like, different. We were struggling there. Like she was sleeping fine during the day because we were contact napping, and then I yeah. was like transitioning her to like. What's the pop- age gap between Charlie and oh, Dallas? God. Um, because it's pretty close to I think what I have with the girls, right? Two and a half. Okay, so pretty much same, something like that, yeah. And you are still like as a toddler mom. Oh, that's a whole that's a whole different ballgame when then you also have a newborn thrown in. Not to mention, obviously dealing with colic and things. I I have like the best pictures of Dallas, Charlie, and I when um. Charlie would like still be like contact sleeping on yeah. me in the morning and Dallas would just like crawl in bed and we would oh, just yeah. like watch cartoons yeah. the, like for like an hour in the no, morning. No, literally. And it's it's so wild. Like I said, so I felt that way, but in this Facebook group, so um and here's the thing, just a preface. I don't feel like we need to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Do you as a parent? Oh, like, absolutely. You, do we, you do what's best we are for you? All, we are all surviving out here. We're in and, the trenches right now. We are We're getting by. You're doing you're doing your best, no matter what. Correct. Um. So I breastfed for uh 14 and 15 months with each of them. Okay. Exclusively. So I was an exclusive pumper. And so you, when you're like, and again. Fed is best, obviously. Oh, absolutely. But do what's best for you and your family. I had, and I had gone into it. I was like, whatever happens, happens. Like if if I can breastfeed, if I can, if I if I can't, it's fine. I don't I don't really care. Like it didn't really like phase me. I was very much like, who gives a shit kind of mentality. As long as my kid is fine. Yeah. And um, when so breastfeeding was a completely new world for me. Obviously, as a first time mom, and so. I came to, you know, I had never, I wasn't really close with anyone who had breastfed for that long. And so you're coming up on like 12 months and you're like, okay, 
So like doctor says, whatever you want to do is fine. And you're kind of like, okay, am I ready to like stop? <laughs> like, am, yeah. I, am I tired? Like it's tiring. And I'm like, am I ready to stop? And so I go and <laughs> I go in the spacer group that's now been opened up to God knows how many people don't yeah. ever, don't ever ask for opinions ever, ever. Don't ever do it. Um, and so I think it had been like 13 months and I said, Hey, I'm looking into transitioning, um, my firstborn to not, um, like weaning her and like, what is everyone's like process for that? Like as yeah, far as how are we doing that? Because honestly, I actually took, um, a blogger that I had met, um, when I was a fashion blogger who then had kids just like all of us sit around the same time. Yeah. And I kind of ironically after this took her like schedule or something of how she talked about it on her blog, how she weaned her son. And it was actually wildly helpful, wildly. And, um, but pre finding that I went to this Facebook group and asked, and I said, Hey, I said, how does everyone like wean their child? Yeah. Never, never again, would never recommend I got. Were you ridiculed? Oh my gosh! And I had literally said I had breastfed for thirteen months. Like it's not like I was like people, like Game of Thrones. Shame, people shame. are like, how dare you decide for your child? Like <gasps> you don't get to decide. Your child should be deciding. I've been breastfeeding for nine hundred years, and Mike. Like I'm. I swear to God, you guys. I swear to God, it was like insanity. I was like, can't. I was. So I was like, I can't do this. And like I'm, like. 20 28 or something I was young getting berated by these like second third fourth time moms who are like how dare you just think that you get to decide for your kid when you you are selfish and you guys not only did I get it in the comments but then they would they were private messaging me oh no 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 and no, no. I was like I'm out you yeah, guys that berating so me bad. like I've ber I've breastfed for six years and my child's four years old and blah 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 and I'm like that's great for you congratulations freaking lations but like I'm just trying to like uh, and I was out like you said those groups are toxic as fuck yeah and I'm people so sorry Oh my God. It was like, I still like remember it so vividly because I was like, and here's the thing. Well, it's traumatic. Oh yeah. And here, the nice thing is, not the, not the <laughs> nice thing, but from having been on the internet for a while by that point, because I had a, I had had a blog for 900 years and, you know, I, I, people on the internet are assholes. Yeah. And I like, I don't have a nicer way to say it because they're really not a nicer way to say it. But like, so I didn't get, like, I didn't necessarily give a shit, but like, you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, are you like, but that's one of the things that's so funny because people will go to a Facebook group over like trusting their own instinct. And like, not to say like, that was just something that I was not, it's a very personal thing. So much of like, not so much, literally everything as a mother is so personal. Absolutely. And it is. that's the hard thing that like, you know, you said you're going off of your instinct. You're going off of, oh, like my friend said this. And I have been, you know, very lucky to um, had fairly easy mothering experiences. And I know that that's not consistent. My yeah. kids were good sleepers. My kids were good eaters. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, it's been like, the greatest thing all the time and obviously everybody has struggles everyone has things obviously, that they deal with yeah. um but i think it's so nice is i have never because i've 
like kind of went first for a lot of the people in my life. And I have some, I have some people who yes, had kids before me and I was, you know, asking their opinion, but I was really lucky to where I knew that I would not ever impose my thoughts, feelings, opinions on other people because of that. Yeah. So I had, I was like the first and yeah, both ends of my friend group to have a baby. Kids, yeah. And with Dallas, like I attempted to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. We just weren't matching. Like the anatomy yeah. of his mouth and the anatomy of my yeah. breast, like they don't match. Yeah. And so we struggled. Mm-hmm. But I had so much milk that I had yeah. to get it out. Yeah. So I just exclusively pumped yeah. for as long as I could. Mm-hmm. And he was bottle fed from day one. Yeah. And I dried up about, I want to say like somewhere between six and eight months. Mm -hmm. And that's when I dried up and we just used what we had in the freezer. And then he was formula fed once we were through the freezer. And then um, with Charlie, I was breastfeeding in the hospital just fine. Like we were killing it. I was like super stoked. Yeah all the things and then i i'm not going to share it it's on i'm i'm just not going to yeah. something happened and i was like i can't do this anymore yeah. we're going to pump again yeah. because again i i had all i was very fortunate and i know some moms aren't um but i was very fortunate to have a good supply a good supply yeah. and again i dried up between 6 and 8 months mm-hmm. which is fine yeah. but again we used our backlog that we had saved up and then we she mm-hmm. was formula fed for the rest of the yeah. time and my kids took to uh milk very well oh, like good. there was yeah. not an issue which i know that's not lucky for everybody yeah. but that was my journey but when i have friends who come to me and they're like hey how did you do this or how did you do that I go, well, this is what worked for me. Yeah. I've also had friends who've done it this way. Like, that's how I, like, this is what worked for me. It might, it may or may not work for Mm -hmm. you, but give it a try. Like, you never know, right? And if it doesn't work, like, go back to the drawing board. If you you want me to be part of that drawing board, I'm more than happy to help you. I have a friend um, who is also family, but I, she's like one of my really good friends and She's in the process of weaning her son. He mm-hmm. just turned one, mm-hmm. and she texted me and was like, "Hey, like, how did you? How did that weaning process go?" And I was like, "Well, remember, I just I exclusively pumped. Yeah, so there was no weaning, and I naturally yeah. dried up. Like, yeah, I didn't have to force myself to stop. Yeah." She's like, "Well, I'm just worried how painful it is." And I was like, "Well, from what I've heard from a friend who did have to, mm-hmm. um, it." It doesn't feel great, but I know there's like homeopathic ways to make it feel better, right? And so I'm like trying to like give my best advice in a sense and help her through this journey because I know it's not going to be easy, right? No. Um, So I'm like, ah, I don't know. And the funny thing is, is, but I would never shame somebody for their the way they want to do things. And it's funny because so with Char, I became. Obviously, it was really hard for me to wean. Not physically. I didn't have any physical pain either time because my body was just ready. Like, because yeah. it's 14 and months. I mean, six to eight months. I mean, I, these bad boys did their job. Like, yeah. And that was the thing is, I was like, I was very lucky. And I was like, you know what? Like, my body was just ready. I naturally, like, I did it over the course of months rather yeah. than 
super quick. And, you know, my body just was like, okay, we're done. And that's fine. And it was fine. It was more of an emotional process, I think, for me. Is I feel like the, that's going to be for my friend. Too. And it's just like, it it's was more of an emotional thing. Because like, that's my baby. And for me, because literally exclusively breastfed from day one and never <laughs> Eloise never was bottle fed not one time wow. she never took a bottle and by design or just like she refused um there were times because I, I pumped because I had a I had an oversupply with Eloise that I did not have with Char okay where I literally just had like a hand pump or a haka on like the whole time because I had so much milk with Eloise yeah that um it was just so different because with Char I didn't never had an oversupply. I like always had enough, except for at the beginning, she had lost too much weight. And they were like, she was born the weekend, but the week before 4th of July weekend. Okay. So the doctors were basically like, she's lost this much of her birth weight. And if we don't see like enough of an increase and we want you to supplement. And like we had to supplement for a little bit with Dallas in the beginning, but that as soon as I like got it going, yeah. we were like I was like rocking and rolling because I'm like a, I don't know, I'm like a psychopath. And obviously as a first time new mom, you just are like in such a different space. And so I was like, no, we're not going to be supplementing. So I started pumping as soon as I got home before my milk was even in. I was like, I'm just going to pump and we're going to see what like to make sure we Dallas came home from the hospital. We were still attempting at that point to breastfeed. Yeah. Because we weren't figuring it out. Yeah. I He started, like, gagging. Oh, And gosh. so, like, I pulled him off, and I had blood. Because oh. he had, like, was sucking so hard that he cracked. Yeah. And so I was bleeding. Oh, my gosh. I was freaking out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he's been drinking that? Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Freaking out. Da Alex ran to Walmart in the middle of the night to get me a wall pump. Yeah. Because... I didn't know about this stuff. Yeah. Like brand new mom. Yeah. My mom breastfed. My mother-in-law breastfed. Yeah. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Went and found the best wall pump. I immediately hooked that thing up and we never looked back. That's it's so wild. Like how things like switch in you're like, oh my God, that's like I didn't prepare for that. I didn't I was think screaming. I was crying. No, hundred percent. Like, it's gonna be fine. Like he is fine. Look at him. He's he's cooing. Like he's fine. We'll yeah. give him a little supplement of the formula that the, the hospital gave 100%. us. I will run to Walmart right now. We'll get this relief for you. I had mastitis with Dallas three times. That's horrible. I had mastitis with Charlie once. Um, but I do not recommend mastitis to anybody. No, it's and but the funny thing is, is as soon as I got crazy. home, I like I started pumping. I'm like, okay, we're just gonna start feeding her bottles. So Char had had bottles from within three days of being born. Okay, so she and and scared me because then I'm like, people are like, oh, it's gonna be nipple confusion. Oh, no, there's no. Such That's thing. not a thing. It's I mean, not. I'm sure like there's every baby's different, but like I and neither of my kids ever took pacifiers either. Neither one of my kids. And do. so I was like. We started, yeah, and no, then they and like never, spit them out. No, it was, was like, never okay, a we're thing. We're just this. not going to fight this anymore. But yeah, so I literally, so Shar had had bottles, which was good because I did work some of the days during the time that she was, you know, little. So after six weeks, six weeks, yeah, then like she was with my mom one day, like, and so, but there were days she didn't take a bottle, and I'd have to leave work and go and feed her because. Mm -hmm. 
And we would feed, we would sit in this parking lot, literally yeah. this parking lot in the car. And I'd feed her every three hours in the parking lot. Um, and some she took a bottle, some she didn't. And that was fine. And, but Eloise, um, Shara had a little bit of trouble with, as far as latching goes, like in the hospital, because mm-hmm. it's like such a new experience. Like it's like, yeah, you're trying you to figure out how to hold, hold them. And yeah. you're like, what's what the comfortable fuck? for you? And then the lactation consultant, you're just like, I've lost all shame. And like it's such a wild thing. Like I oh was, God. like you're just like my I'm, mother-in-law being a nurse, and I, I, I mean, I truly hope she's listening. But because like she's a saint, because she would, you know, if I was like having any issues with my, because I both my kids are C-section, C-section. Mm-hmm. so I have a C-section scar, and like I would like feel something. I'm like, can you look? Like, can yeah. you? And I, yeah. I would just. Yeah, you lose all shame as no. a mom. It's very funny. Like you just, I just like don't care. I and oh. I had my mom. My mom. The first time I had Dallas, I was like refusing Alex to let him see me, help me like change yeah. my own diaper. Like yeah. I was like, mom. Yep. And she's like, okay, babe. And then she's like, you know, I'm not gonna live with you in your house. Yeah. Right. But yeah. my mom is like in yeah. there, like doing yeah. everything to help me get feel clean. And you just don't. You don't even yeah. prepare for it because. I had prepared for Eloise to also struggle with, with latching. Nurse. Yeah. Straight I was prepared up. for two. So I was like, we're just Str- gonna pump. Straight up. She I had her immediately latches, ate for 45 minutes. That was so they that was my Charlie. They couldn't, they were like, they were like, well, when she's done, then we'll like move you. But like she's like, and I was like, she's still like eating. Like, I'm not gonna stop her. No. And so yeah, completely different. Like I said, never once to and i and i pumped so like i had a supply like i had a big yeah. su- back supply but she just never took a bottle and that was you know like i said we we breastfed for 14 months i think it was and you know i love that for you it was it was so great like it was such a positive experience and i know that that's not common which i'm so yeah. grateful for but like never never thought that was gonna be me like just never like in my head like you just don't think about those things as a mom. And here's the thing. I took a course um, with Char for breastfeeding. I actually mm. bought a course and it was wildly helpful. And I sent that to friends of mine. And I was like, you sh- like who were like, hey, like I'm trying to breastfeed, but like it's not working or this and that. And I'd be like, hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Don't stress yourself out over no, it. It's not worth don't it. Stress yourself out but I said, if you want to continue to try at least, I said, this course helped me with Char. You can check it out and see they have all the different like holds and the way that you can like latch and all the yeah. things. And and it was very helpful for me, but it might not be helpful for you. And that's okay. And it's funny because we have become so not in like the obviously we talked about you had the taking care of ba- uh, taking care of babies course which obviously a lot of people speak very highly I of. loved it and but the internet has become such a place of like shame because I can't even you guys <laughs> and it's and it's kind of wild to say it out loud but I um what's it called I exclusively breastfed both times didn't essentially beyond just that first week with Shar didn't struggle and I can't say that on the internet because then I'm shamed where people are like how dare you make other people feel bad and it's like Correct. why can't I share my truth you just you share yours why can't I share and mine it's the same thing again if this is not With meant basically to, this anything. was not meant to be triggering but I didn't struggle to conceive either I didn't and, either and 
I can't relate. And it and it's hard because you can't say that. Um, like I'm no. saying it out loud. I mean, with and, Dallas, it, he was a complete surprise. Well, like, yeah, that's, we that was Char as well. <laughs> we weren't trying. Like we weren't yeah. even. I mean, we literally reconnected January, started officially dating in February. By June, July, we were moving in together. And by September, I was pregnant. Like, we had just started dating. Yeah. That's that's how fast that moved. And and so he was a complete surprise. Yeah. With Charlie, we were like, okay, Dallas is going to turn two. Let's start yes. trying. Yeah. And I was getting, like, blood work done. And I found out I was diagnosed with PCOS. And I was, like, stressed about it. And my doctor was like, the faster you can get pregnant, the better. Like, mm-hmm dead on yeah he put me on clomid mm-hmm. and got pregnant with charlie immediately I, and with but like i never had the moment of struggle which was honestly it was nice and i know clomid doesn't work for everybody no a hundred percent it worked for us and do i think that's how come i got pregnant so fast i don't i can't say well I, and honestly, that's I can't the, say. and that's the thing we we were just making sure i was ovulating yeah. regularly we had gotten married in may and then October, I found out I was pregnant in October. Okay. And that's, it was quick. We were not, it was not a planned situation yeah. that we had played. We obviously, and then everyone was like, don't you want to enjoy being married? I'm like, well, it's too late. So I'm, I go, we've also been together for, we were together for a really long time pre getting married, but. Well, see, that's the difference between us is that like Alex and I never really had Alex <laughs> Amber. So yeah. now like with our two kids and being done, we're like now like getting yeah dating again and like it's i'm loving this journey yeah. for us we're still parent obviously still parenting, parenting You're but like, like, we didn't give them it's away it's just different no now. it's and totally we, different we love it. and the same thing with uh with eloise we had you know char was 18 months and we were like okay we want them to be close together um and i guess we're just gonna try we tried for one month and um did not get pregnant and i was like this is it this is it for me and now i was like like because my head spirals and so i cannot physically imagine going through what people go through infertility i i can't either and my heart goes for those people that have because i have issues conceiving because it it breaks my heart no it's a hundred percent i because i mean then the next month we I did find out that we had gotten pregnant the next month and it's just such a wild, but I can't say that on, like, I mean, I'm saying it online right now, but like, I can't say that online without the fear of people being like, you've had it so easy. But then on the other side of the spectrum, I have really terrible pregnancies and I alluded to it on one of the episodes. I was pregnant with, I was sick with Eloise from five weeks and literally throwing up in labor. Like that's, it was horrible. I can't even imagine. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where people are like, oh, it's not that bad. Like you're complaining and you're like lucky to even be pregnant. And I'm like, there's Bro, no one there to can support. We just, can, can we, we just, support each can other? We, can we just find a fucking chill? I say this to my kids all the time. I say, can we find a chill? Like we're having like, well, can everyone find a chill? And the girls will be like, yes, we can be chill. We can find a chill. I mean, they do not find a chill, but like it's, but, but it, I just wish the internet could find be, a chill sometimes. It would be so much nicer to be able to like share your truth and like be supported about it. You know what Where I mean? Where like, literally everyone's decision and everyone's, everyone's pregnancy is different. Everyone's journey to having a baby is different. Everyone's labor is different. Everyone's with, postpartum is different. So people find this wild. People ask me all the time, well, how are your contractions? Never had one. That's with wild. Da- with That's Dallas, wild. 41 weeks in a day. Oh my God. I, 
I had preeclampsia at my 41-week appointment, was sent to the hospital immediately, got blood work done there, said, you've, you've leveled out. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. So that's when I came. I like, so we went 41 weeks in a day with Dallas. I, my water never broke. He never dropped into my birth canal. <laughs> You're like, I never had a contraction. I've never felt anything. So I had C-section because mm-hmm. that was the only Safest way he was best coming. way. Yes. Yeah. And with Charlie, I was like, why that whole thing was so traumatic for mm-hmm. me. Like going to the doctor every day, like once a like what is it once a week towards at the end of your pregnancy and they're checking you every day and going you're not dilating you're not dilating you need to be doing xyz xyz i'm like i'm doing all those things what do you want from me Mm -hmm. well you're not dilating you're not dilating i'm like i don't know what to tell you like and leaving the appointment by myself calling my mom and crying being like Mm -hmm. what am i doing wrong yeah she's like you're not doing anything wrong your body's just not doing it like it is what it is And here's the thing you're gonna be fine he's gonna be delivered and he's gonna be delivered just happy safely soundly and he's going to be healthy and here's the thing i with char um at my 37 week appointment um i had i was going to an ob who she was solo practice um and she takes a trip every july and she tells don't get me started on this she's supposed to tell her patients who are due in july hey i will not be the one to deliver your baby yeah um, at my 37-week appointment, I'm sitting in the lobby and I'm listening to the reception receptionist talk about how she's leaving in t- in like two weeks, and I'm like, so I'm thinking, I'm like, um, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> what? excuse me, excuse me, what? Because I had only seen her maybe two or three times because it was okay. always it was always one of her nurses or like PAs or whatever, and I was like, so we get in there and she goes, so um, I hear that you didn't know that I was going on the trip. And I was like, she's like, they're supposed to tell every um, one who books an appointment because she was referred to me by multiple people who had had her as a doctor previously. And they're like, they're supposed to tell you when you like book your first appointment if you're due in July. Like, because obviously you know that you're due in July. Yeah. They never told, um, never told me. And so 37 weeks, um, I'm like, (laughs) Bryn, first baby, don't, I'm like by myself because it was like, because those appointments, if you're unfamiliar, you literally like go in there. It's like two minutes long. And they then it's like, check you and then, and then you leave. It's like, it's like such a waste of time. Um, yes like, and no. Like if you have, obviously if there's issues, but like if you have a healthy pregnancy, like it's like you're going in there, you're like, oh, all right, thanks. I just drove here for, because no, I was driving like 25 minutes for these appointments. So it's not close. Yeah. And I was like leaving work, whatever. So it was 37 weeks. It was in the morning. Um, I go there. She tells me this. And I'm like, I don't. Uh, uh, she's like, so basically, here's the options. Like, it's either going to be me or it's going to be someone else that you don't know at the hospital. And I'm like, OK, perfect. Stellar. <laughs> um, so she goes, let's check you. So she checks me. Membrane sweeps doesn't get consent for that. Oh, my God. And I'm like. She was like, we're going to just see if that worked. And I was like, traumatized, traumatized, fully. Like, I was like, uh, 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 like, so painful trauma. Like now, because now I'm dealing with my doctor might not be here. I, you I, just I have, have no words. Straight up. And I left, called my mom, hysterical. And I'm like, can I like switch doc- like doctors like right now? Like I 37 weeks. Like I'm 
hysterical because I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I go back to work. I'm like sh- full shaking. And they're like, and my parents are like, go home. Like, just go home. You are and, not going to be working today. <laughs> and um, Nicole and I actually went, she took me to get a pedicure that day. And she was like, you just need to like calm down because that's like so traumatic. And it was like, it was horrible. And um, my uh, parents were going out of town that day and they were like, don't have the baby this weekend. And like, <laughs> try your best. I was like, okay, Cross cool, your legs. perfect. <laughs> um, Sunday night, um, we had gone to Floridino's to eat. Mm, so delicious. And my water broke outside Floridino's. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that worked. <laughs> 37 weeks and four days. And I'm like, is she like, okay? Because like, oh, 37, yeah. 37, yeah. 37 weeks, like technically was still full term in 2018. They still considered that full yeah. term. They do not consider it full ter- term now. They consider 38 weeks to be full term. Correct. Um, and I was I was freaked out. I was like, oh my god! So like, went home, took a shower. And you're not supposed to, do, but like, took a shower. And I'm like, trying to process. Like, I'm not in labor. I'm not having contractions. My water broke. I'm going to have a baby within 24 hours, regardless yeah. of what happens. Um, I go to the hospital. Um, they obviously have to admit you because your water broke. But was they made me walk around for like two hours nothing and i was like i was only dilated at a one and i was like my body is literally not dilating so they had to put me on pitocin obviously yeah um highest level of pitocin um didn't dilate for 17 hours and i'm like and the whole time you can't eat no and i'm like sitting there i'm like oh my god and i had planned to go all natural because i had taken hypnobirthing i was like we're going all natural because i was a psycho and i was like i mean that was in my head was it was a great idea executed differently because didn't plan on being put on Pitocin and yeah. I had planned on like you know bouncing on the ball and but they had to hook me up to an IV they had hooked because now I'm on Pitocin and straight up they um so 1 p.m rolls around I'm having contractions on top of contra- like Pitocin induced contractions yeah not my body because they were doing nothing I was so tense my body because I had gone through there was a lot of stress for my body to go through yeah. in such a short amount of time and everyone in the room, my mother-in-law, my mom, literally everybody and their brother was literally at the hospital when I was in labor. And they were like, stop being a martyr. Like you're in a lot of pain. And like, I was trying to like, we're gonna, cause I was having contractions. Like I was having 30 second breaks. That was at wow. literally, they were on top of each other and they were like, um, stop being a martyr and get the epidural if you want the epidural. Like, and the nurse was like, if you don't get the epidural now, you'll most likely have to wait about three or four hours because it's so it's so busy in the hospital. So yeah. that was at 1 p.m. They call in to get, and I'm not a needle girl. Like I, it freaks me out, can't get draw blood, nothing. I've gotten a lot better be having since have kids, but um, so they brought in to give me an epidural um, and I fell asleep for the first time in like 26 hours. Cause like I had not slept cause I was like, so my body was like so tense. Yeah. So fell asleep at a two. My body had finally dilated to a two. To a two. And normally they do not get you an epidural until you hit at least five. five. Yeah. They made an exception because obviously I had been in labor for so long. And so um, went to sleep, woke up two hours later. I was at a seven because my body was so tired that, and a lot of people had told me if I get an epidural, then the contractions would stop. And my body would stop progressing, but my body actually needed 
the break so that I could rest. Yeah. And um, Vance had left to go and eat and whatever. And I had told my birth photographer, I was like, hey, I was like, just so you know, like I'm at a seven. She's like, okay, we'll like talk in a couple hours, like most likely. Um, so I went from a seven to a 10 in 10 minutes. <gasps> as soon as I woke up, I had like stopped feeling the epidural. And I'm like, something's not I'm right. pressing this <laughs> button like a psycho. I'm like, um. And so I'm like, I tell him, I roll over my other, I'm like, something's not right. Like, I'm not feeling this anymore. And she was like, no, it's probably, like, you're probably fine, whatever. And I was like, no, I need someone to come in and check me. So I press the button. I'm like, I need you to check me. And she was like, no, but like, we just checked you like 10 minutes ago. I was like, I need you to check me. And she, she's like, okay, you're at a 10. Whatever. The doctor's not here. Um, Vance is not here. <laughs> no one is here. And so I'm like, no, like, I'm going to have this baby. And I literally I think it was like two pushes. And she was like out within 15 minutes. Like, it was That's so, so crazy. But like, completely different experience from Eloise because my water never broke. Yeah. And like I had never felt what true labor contractions felt like. Because they were. Because they were not yeah. Pitocin induced. And she went to 40 to 40 weeks. And like her, la her, I was in labor for five, for five hours with Eloise from time I checked in to time she was born five hours because wow. I literally was like, hi, I do not dilate. I need you to get me an epidural immediately. I was like, I did not dilate. It's for nuts how much you know, like from kid one to kid two, and then if you have more, you know what I mean. Like, and you start to like advocate for yourself as a parent, yeah, like as a mom, yeah. because you really like. And I'm not saying nothing against doctors and nurses because a lot of them are really great, but some of these people, like in triage, and they don't give a shit. And like it was also during 2020 where people were very overworked. They were yeah. dealing with a lot of shit. So they're what are they gonna trust me telling them, hey, like I know I'm in labor right now and I was feeling my contractions not up here, mm -hmm. but like very low. So yeah. they had the monitor on the wrong spot for my body. And I was, tr so I had to advocate for myself a lot more, which that's all instinct. And that's all nothing, instinct, that's yeah. nothing. The internet could have not told me. No. How, how I was going to labor and deliver my because children. Because again, back to what you were saying is that like we're shamed for sharing our story mm -hmm. or the way that we do something. Correct. Because someone on the internet or somebody somewhere doesn't agree. Or they felt triggered by it, which is totally valid. You know, like you and you're all allowed have those feelings, but you don't need to shame somebody it's, about it's, it. I think it's wild that you cannot share your feelings, um, but then people can share their feelings. And you're just like, so what makes you allowed to and have an opinion me. and I'm not allowed to have an opinion? Correct. And so much of, I mean, literally everything in motherhood is subjective. Literally, there's nothing There's nothing that's consistent across the board, um, literally ever. And even from your own kids are not the same. Correct. And you have- Everything is just so different. So let's pivot a little bit. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about this, but mm -hmm. I want to talk about this kind of on the podcast. And yeah. we can kind of not get into detail. Censor, we can censor a little yeah. smidge. Um, because if you want to read these two bullet points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought these would – but you know so. exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you feel about asking for help? Like help like in the sense of like – hey, mom, hey, dad, or hey to your in-laws, like, I need a sitter for X, Y, Z, or I need, like, do you mind? How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I, I know, but our listeners yeah, don't. I struggle heavily Same. with asking for help. 
and um I know and I and I don't know if I'm if you and I are in the min- minority or in the majority of people because I from and I'm talking I'm talking like when Shar was born I was in the car driving her at like a couple days old like I was no like I gave like I was not waiting for literally anyone I wanted nobody's help ever um, and that was that was the way it was. I just didn't, and that that has since carried on. Since I've got, I can say I've gotten a lot better. Um, having gone um, now, if you unaware of me, so I work from home um, in social media, and I'm at home. The girls are at home with me. Yeah. I'm at home. That's what I do. I've been at home since um, Shar was just under eighteen months. Um, working part-time and then um, working for myself. Yeah. And um, Shar used to come everywhere with me. And that was that was it. I didn't ask for babysitters. There was no date nights. There was no, like, it just wasn't a thing that I just, I didn't feel comfortable with it. And I don't, um, I'm being completely transparent. I have a lot of trust issues with people watching my kids. And I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I blame the internet for it because I know it comes down to like a lot of my personal anxiety. But yeah. um the stories that you hear about things that happen to kids in other people's like watch. And again, it's it can be totally accidental. Correct. Very scary for me. And so I was very um I just don't trust a lot of people with my kids. And that's a, that's a everybody knows that. It's not that's not like a, this is, I'm not saying anything crazy. That. But because I work from home, I'm not away from my kids. And um, January of this year, um, one of my friends had asked me, said, hey, I do, she does, uh, she hosts a retreat for real estate agents where you go and um, they learn different topics and application and it's three days long. So she called me in January of this year and said, hey, I know, because everybody knows, like I said, it's widespread that the girls are with me all the time. Yeah. And she said, hey, I know the girls are little. But she goes, I'm hosting this event in Kentucky. I would love for you to speak because you're obviously very valuable. You're very good at what you do. I would love for you to come and speak. She goes, I know they're young and I know you have not left them because at almost five years old, Shar was not five years yet, but she would have been five in June. And this was happening in April. Um, I know you've never left your girls more than a night. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was st- terrified to leave them Ter- like almost cripple anxiety of thinking of leaving them but I knew I had to for yeah. my own sake and was very scared like what if something happened and I couldn't get back in time like what like there's so many things that were constantly swirling um my parents were like hey we'll watch the girls during the day we got it and again very type a very crazy. It's fine. I've accepted that's who I am. <laughs> um, it was really hard for me. And I yeah. made my flight at like five in the morning. So I would leave in the middle of the night and I would not have to say goodbye to them because I was not, it was just not a thing I could do. Because yeah. even putting them to bed the night before, it was very hard. Um, and Shar's five. She's never been away from me for more than one night. That's like a long, like five years is a really long time. Like you don't think about five years being a long time, but it's a really a long, long time. time. Yeah. And, um, I just recently went for the second time, not across the country, thankfully, just hours, but um, 
it's getting easier. I'm getting, it's getting better where I'm feeling less stressed about um, asking for help and like being like, hey, I'm, I'm just not good at voicing like that I'm struggling or I need help or I need a break. I just don't, I, I feel like for me, and again, this is not, this is not shaming literally a single person. I'm talking specifically from my own personal experience. I feel like it's like weakness. Like I'm like, I can't handle. I can can relate to that and I can understand that. And like, I can't handle it. And I'm like, no, but like I have these kids, like I need to be able to handle it all the time. I have to be on. I always always have to be on and I am always on. And you guys, that's so draining. And I am so grateful that I have people in my life who offer, who say, hey, can I help you? Because here's the thing. I am not good at being the one to say, I need, I help. need help. It's just I'm not, not me. And and it's just never been me. And like I said, I've gotten a lot better. But it also comes down to my personality. That's who I've been my whole life. I don't want help. I want to, if I can do it myself, I'm going to do it do myself. Because I don't want to waste time. Yeah, I'm like, if absolutely. I can do it, I'm going to do it faster. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to know exactly what I want to do. And my stepmom actually said something to me um, before I had left the first time. And she said, we are here to help you with the girls. You are the best mom for them. We are not going to be their mom, but we are going to do the best that we can to fill in where it needs to be filled in. My mom and my mother-in-law say that to me all the time. Because All the time. And it's funny because I don't um, – one of the only things that I've felt comfortable in my life, like – the one and like I've tried a lot of things. If you know my story, you know I like have done like nine hundred different different careers and d- done all the things. Um, the one thing that I've always known is my calling has been being a mom. From the moment that they put Shar in my arms, I was like, "This is what I was meant to do my whole life." And not that I didn't want to be a mom; I've always wanted to be a mom. But until they put a baby in your arms, you have no. You it's do- like you can breathe for the first time. And it's and you're a completely different person. And oh, it's, yeah. And it's the wildest feeling. And I tell people who are pregnant, who are my friends, and I say, you have not a single – like, you're excited to be a mom. You have not even an idea. The minute they idea, lay that baby on your chest, it's completely – It's different. You, it's different unex- ball game. It's unexplained. And, again, we obviously bond over – you know, we are moms who are at home, and it's very yeah. much our lives – our lives revolve, revolve around their kids as much as like, you know, people are like, oh, it's not like super healthy. We have other things and we have we are in the process of finding out who we are aside from being moms. And hence the reason we do this is because you literally are a completely different person. Oh, yeah. So like for me, I've kind of like the same, but like I've always really struggled with asking for the help. Yeah. And like when we had Dallas, Alex and I were like, we're going to do this mm-hmm. and we're going to kick ass at it. Yeah. And like, we're not going to need everybody at the hospital all the time. Yeah. My mom literally left. I called her. I need you to come back. Yeah. I need you to come back. Literally, I need you to come back. Okay, I'm coming. Like, I'll turn around. I'll come back. But my mom was like, my mom and my mother-in-law were very much respecting our boundary. Mm-hmm. Of like, we, we have, you two aren't living with us. Like, we have to figure this out by ourselves. Yeah. But like the minute my mom left, I was like, no, you you have to come back. Me being bedridden because I just had a C-section. A, a C-section. Very different. Yeah. I, 
I'm trying to teach Alex how to burp a baby. I've worked in daycares, preschools yeah. my whole life. Yeah. My whole working life, I should say. Yeah. And teaching Alex from the bed how to burp a baby was not it. My dad walks in. I was like, dad, dad, take that baby from Alex and teach him how to burp that baby. That baby needs to burp. Yeah. And my dad was, okay. And it's very different because um, obviously – you had a C-section, so you didn't have a choice. Like, no, I had to literally, ask, yeah, you had to ask for But help. then, not even then, Alex, we came home from the hospital. Two days later, Alex left for a week for a work trip. And my grandma moved in with me to help me take care of my son. Yeah. And me, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was the first time I had bathed by myself. And, yeah. like, that was the time, like, I started to, like, get my strength back mm-hmm. a little bit. Because yeah. we spent three days in the hospital. Yeah. And, like, for some short time, like, Alex was, like, helping me shower and, like, making sure he was washing my hair probably Mm because, like, it hurt to lift my arms above my head and, like, all of the things. He learned how to shave my legs to my knee, like, because I was, like, I can't take it anymore. And it was so helpful. But I have learned over the course of because of C-sections, like, being a little bit easier to ask for help. But I always feel, like, especially when I need a babysitter, because Alex is also working and like mm-hmm. I need something yeah. or I'm I there's like a conflict I'm like I always feel bad yeah and my both my parents and my in-laws they both say like you never have to feel bad about asking us yeah. to watch our grandchildren yeah you should never feel bad about that and so like I'm very thankful that I have my parents and my in-laws close by that they are so helpful Willing. and they want yeah. to help and like they, my kids have had sleepovers at their house. Yeah. You know, they allow us to have date night. Like we go on vacation with my in-laws and mm-hmm. my parents all the time yeah. and they help with the kids. And it's like yeah. such, it's so easy, but I, it's so hard sometimes to be like, but you have a life to live too. Like you've already raised your kids and now you are living your, your own lives, right? Yeah. As a married couple again. Yeah. And now I'm here I am going, I need you to watch your grandkids, by yeah. the way. Like, that sucks. Like, I feel guilty about that. Yeah. You've raised me for 18 years. Or you've never stopped raising me because they'll always be my parents. Yeah. And they're, I will, that will always be my home. But I finally have gotten I, – I think I've said this before. And I know mm-hmm. I've said it to you yeah. personally. But, like, this year has been the hardest year for me personally Mm -hmm. and especially as a mom like i had this breakdown and Mm -hmm. alex literally picked me up what is wrong and i'm like i can't do this anymore like i like i don't know if i can be with them all the time anymore like because i'm a full time stay-at-home mom um i do have a job but it's strictly from home like i don't go anywhere and it's easy work um but i was struggling and he was like why aren't you saying anything i was like i don't know who i am Mm -hmm. i am mom i am wife Mm -hmm. i am no longer amber and i don't know who amber is anymore but i can't be both these people i need to figure out who i am again and Uh he's like then let's find you a space where you can do that so i started the book scram i started going to the gym again i you texted and was like hey let's do this perfect let's do this i love this outlet i joined two book clubs i've got one with some of my girlfriends and i've got one with danielle and we've got a third in this podcast like it is so nice and i have never felt more myself and my sister just said this to me and even alex 
and I love my husband. He is amazing, and he is my best hype man. He tells me all the time, I couldn't, I could not raise these kids without you. I could not do this life without mm-hmm. you. You are literally the best thing that's ever happened to me mm-hmm. and us. Like, thank you for everything that you do. He tells me daily, daily. He tells me this. Yeah, and I love that about him. But my sister is even like from the time you've had your meltdown and it, or breakdown, I guess you mm-hmm. should, I could say, to now, like, you are vastly different and in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you've grown so much. Which is you amazing. You look so much happier. You're thriving. Like, and it's so nice to hear those things. Because, because you, you don't think them about yourself. Correct. No matter how. I'm our, my hardest critic. I'm my hardest critic. And it's funny that Amber says that because I also have gone through um, probably the hardest year of my life as now having um, been a mom for five years. And um, a lot... The beginning of the year was much harder. I had I dealt with a lot of professional um, things that had happened that um, had fallen out, and it was it was a really um, and I haven't like talked about this publicly, and I'm sure anyone that no, anyone knows like, anyone who knows it's your story. You, and you just, no, a hundred percent. You can share and, what you want. Um, very much. If you knew me, my career took very much a backseat to being a mom, which is totally fine. And I've spent, you know, five years navigating what that looks like because that changes every week. That does not. Um, yeah, every week is so different. And I um, dealt with a lot of professional fallout um, at the beginning of the year, and it's and it was a really hard um, time to navigate because you know. Um, I'm not going to say people fucked me over, but I'm not not going to say that. Um, if you know, you know. Apparently. If you know, you know. And um, I was like, I've worked really hard to get here. Yeah. And I have nothing to show for it. In my head, that was that was where I was at. It was nothing. And um, so when I took that trip, um, she called me the day after I found out that some things had happened. And yeah. so it was very much it was very much a timing thing that was like very orchestrated well. And it was like a value thing. Cause like you as a mom don't always feel valued, which is funny because you, these people need you to live. <laughs> no, literally. And, but like you're, they're also like in that phase of their lives. Cause like our kids are very, very similar, similar in age. age. Yeah. And they're in that phase of life where like, they don't realize all of the things that you mm-hmm. do for them. And it's very different because... Do they say thank you? Obviously they say thank you because we're over here raising kind mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. And Shar is now at an age where she's learning more. Like she's a very like emotionally charged human um, as much as she is. We've talked about yes. that, yeah. And so she sees it. She says thank you a lot more and it definitely is sporadic. And she's like, I love you so much. And like, you're the best mom ever. She says it very she says it very frequently which i'm very I love like that. it's so sweet and it's something different mm-hmm. it hits you differently when your when kid looks at you and like dallas does this he'll like caress my face a yeah. little bit and i love you mom and eloise like, oh! i know eloise Stop will grab it. my face both in her hands and it's so sweet and i have your identity cannot be defined by other people and i've learned a lot this year is that so much of my identity has always been defined by my relationship to other people. Mm -hmm. And 
it's great. I love being a mom. You know that. If you, you, I mean, it's blatant. It's my favorite thing on the whole planet is being a mom. But it's, it's this year has been hard. Ha- yeah. Hard to navigate so much change and so much, you know, just a lot. And um, you have those moments and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And for people like yeah. us, that's a really hard thing to admit because well and i have a background of i've struggled very hard with um depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety um i'm not going to get into too many details about it but i've done a lot of work prior to meeting alex to Mm -hmm. find a space where i can thrive without medication anymore Mm -hmm. and so to fall so far this last year back to a space prior to me doing all of the work was very hard on me. You feel like a failure. Yeah, and I fell back into the routine of like, put that smile on your face and pretend Mm -hmm. everything is working, but inside you're literally dying Mm -hmm. and you don't know which way is up. You're like locking yourself in your bedroom every day. Like as soon as your husband walks in the door and you're like, I'm out, like, good luck, I'm gonna go cry crying in the shower, crying and silently trying to cry in bed. And like Dallas is banging on the, I can hear my yeah. mom, dad, let me in. Like yeah. it's, it's a very different space to just be in like mentally. It's so like, hard. And um, it's not talked about enough because, you know, thankfully people have become more open about postpartum, you know, anxiety or depression, but but those As, things don't but, have to happen the two months after no, you and, have a baby. They can happen and, over two years after having a kid. And they can pop up. The things that you um, – you just – it's just you, – you're completely changed. And Your hormones you're tra- are different. And you're trying to navigate who this person is. When you're looking in the mirror, you're like, I don't know this person. Who is Literally. she? And, you know, also Amber and I are around the same age as well. And when you th- – we, I used to joke with one of my friends that like when we were 30, it was going to be like we were going to have this This 30 was going to be like different. And like you were going to be like you had it all together all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was going to be Jennifer Gardner. Oh, my God. Going on yes. 30, and that was going to be 100%. my life. I was dating a professional hockey player. I was working for a magazine. Like that's you were what I like thought my life was going to be. You were like a bad bitch. Yes. And here's the thing. Doing the thriller dance. And you like, know what? That's what I thought 30 was. And this is 30 and, and it is – it's rough And you know here. what? The thing is, is that while we feel the way we feel sometimes, and we've felt this way this year, we are still bad bitches and it's just not the way that we thought it was going to be. It's Correct. just different. And you know what? The struggles, the things we've overcome, the daily being a mom, the daily you know struggles of life – does not negate like that this ideal that we had for what we thought our lives were going to look like. Yeah. Um, it's just not the same and that's okay. And I think that I think it's better. I think it's so be much honest. better. It's and I tell we I know we've said it, but when I messaged Amber, I was like, I want someone to do this with that I feel like we'll get as much out of it as I will because yeah. I um 
like I said, professionally was is like I don't know where I'm at. Profess like if you're at, if you've listened this long, I don't know <laughs> I don't know where like I don't know which way is up right now. And that and like for me to admit that is really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know what I you know everything I knew and everything I thought I knew and all the things I wanted. I realized I don't actually want and the people that I wanted them with I don't actually want them with because they were shitty. And yeah. you don't know that until until people until people fuck you over. And I'm I'm slowly like learning this. So like I have I have friends. Friends, yeah. I have a circle. I have lots of friends, and then I have an inner circle that knows more than Most some people might. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's my own. That's what I, as you get older, you dwindle down who you choose to share things with, and right? here's the thing. You have to, the people that you share things with, that circle, because I also I also have very limited people that I that I share. You lean on All the things. Yeah. And you learn that there's like trust. And you can trust the big circle of friends and you're like, oh my God, like I would- This is like, the greatest I would, thing ever. I would call you to help me with whatever, whatever. Yeah. But that trust is so different when you're in this small circle and you're like, holy shit, like I trust so differently. Oh yeah, so I have, in my inner circle, I have a friend who also has, but she has, she's got two boys. Mm-hmm. And she, and again, around the same age as Dallas and Charlie, we spent like, oh my gosh, half a Sunday with them. Mm-hmm. And we just let the kids run. Yeah and play and we just sat and like chatted and it was I looked at her and I was like I am so thankful for our friendship Mm -hmm. and from where and we laugh now looking back at the incident but like when Alex and I first started dating that we Alex was not part of it but her and I had an incident Mm -hmm. and we both were like fuck we just screwed everything up yeah but again, there were factors in there that played a part in that. That mm-hmm. we'll, now that we look back on it, we're like, one, we've come so far, mm-hmm. and two, we have. It was Alex and I were very new, so it was like this new friendship almost. Yeah. So it was different, right? We we're yeah. still trying to vibe and like figure things mm-hmm. out. But we've come so far, mm-hmm. and that we have this like different bond, and like. When we're together, it doesn't feel like fr- we're family at that yeah. point. Like mm-hmm. that's how it is. And I'm starting to learn is that when people want to constantly like bring up your past, like yeah. I don't have a pretty past. I don't. Mm-hmm. I lived in a very dark time for a very long time. And I could have done a lot of work not to live there. Yeah. But I didn't want to listen to the people that wanted to help me. And it happened. And, and it happened. Here, and it, yeah. it happened. And it's part of my journey. And I'm thankful for that time. But I'm proud of where I've come. Yeah. And I've learned that if people want to hold your past against you, it's time to set them free because it's almost like they can't see where you are now. Absolutely. And I choose now to live in my present and in my future. Mm-hmm. The past is the past. And yeah. I'm let it go like yeah. i'm gonna rafiki rafiki lion king this crap yep. and it's the past is the past mm-hmm. and that's where it needs to stay completely but i can't have in 
I want people in my life who are going to see, yes, they know that, right? They know the past, they know whatever, but they also see how far I've come and the the places that I'm going and the moves I'm making and are being supportive in that sense. A hundred percent. And I think that um, it's just so different um, when you've come so far and you, you like, you know, everyone has, has shit that is there that they wish didn't exist. And you just wish that people, but that makes me who I am. mm -hmm. I have the life experiences that I have because I put myself into situations a hundred percent and you know what that made me grow Mm -hmm. and i did i have fun doing it hell yeah i I did yeah i feel so grateful that we were able to connect on the level that we have absolutely me too it's been one of the greatest things that like obviously has come pre this this podcast we had literally never met in person. We've been in the same but, spaces. But we've been in the same, same spaces, spaces, which it's is nuts. Multi- obviously for years. Times. because Yeah, multiple times we've been in the same space, but we've never like been formally introduced, which is, which is wild. wild. Which is wild. Um, and you know what? Like I have found such joy through Absolutely this. Same. It is. It has been such a great thing that we have been able to kind of have as this outlet for ourselves and something for us to strive for if you saw our conversations they are maybe out of this world and it's like maybe crazy shit but like we really do appreciate every single person we really do it means so so much so like i can't tell you the joy that like we were literally just looking at like all my friends that like are like we love tuesdays when the episodes Mm -hmm. come out like we love when, like, hearing the books. I mean, yeah. like, obviously we follow everything, but, yeah. like, it's just different when we get to hear where it's like, I get to hear my friend on my, coming out of my radio. Like, that's yeah. insane. And it's cool because the kids get oh gosh, to, the kids Dallas. love it. And he was so ecstatic for Tuesday because not only did we drop an episode, and but the, the toast, toast was back. The toast was back. <laughs> um, it's just really cool. It's, it's just, like, a really cool experience. And we're just, like, glad that you like choose to spend your time, your time with, with us because it really yeah. it really does matter to us like a lot like it's not like oh we just like do this because you're emotional the, about no it. we do and the funny thing is is that we had like talked about this like doing like one episode a month, a month. oh yeah and we're like was, we'll just do like a book rock up and like and, all like, this whatever happened. it's like one episode a week i like, will be like oh babe hey by the way we're recording again he's like again you just recorded last week i'm I like know. i know we no, got we, just, we got stuff to talk about and it's been like so it's been amazing and like I know these episodes are long, but apparently people want them. People yep. want the people, long. I, people, my friends have spoken. They have come to me and they said, make them longer, please. So you know what? We have we have certainly answered. We've answered um, these last two episodes. That we literally. Today. So you're getting like all all the treats. I can't promise that the next episode after this is going to be as long, but uh, because it's like 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We've been we've been here literally since since eight, eight since eight o'clock. Um, I mean you won't be listening to this eight. Maybe you will, but like it hopefully, I mean it won't be as long as three hours because you've now again two episodes. But yeah, but this is normal for us. Yeah, it We're is. We're no Dorit. 
Yeah. But we're long winded. This is, and you guys, this is like us hanging out. So like, this, Absolutely it is. we, we hardly ever have it not recording when we're talking. Like we do when there's like so certain things. It's so things. funny because like, we'll start talking about something. Like, we got to hit record, man. Like this I know, is good, cause we gotta good get, content. I know, I know. So you're actually getting like full blown, like this is like us hanging out. It's not like, oh, we've like turned it on for the for the thing this is this is it because then we we because then we each other we turn it off and then we're getting the room back together and then we leave yep (laughs) and then that's i mean one day we will like hang out like on a normal like it's normal we're we're working on it we are going to that book event at the end of the month yes uh no the 19th is it the oh shit if you live in arizona yes we should have talked about this on the other one too yeah oh my hold on this is a really, we have to. We good? Yeah, I, I got it out. We're good. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. 1111 are my angel yeah. numbers. And you and can use 1111 yourself if you're listening because yes. this is like the same. Um, And so when Danielle just looked at the time and it hit and I looked down, I, I had to. She, and you guys, she never misses it. And I the fact that it. I hit yeah. it at the same, that's wild. That's bananas. Yeah. Like I have um, a little bit. It's fine. Someone is knocking at my door saying, make that wish, girlfriend, yeah. for yourself today. Um, So. We should have said this on the other other uh, episode as well, yeah. but we'll say it here too. Um, and we'll post about it too. September 19th, if you live in Arizona, September 19th is an adult book fair. Um, it's a Tuesday in the location, I think it's in Gilbert. P- please hold. It is in Gilbert or, yeah, or in Mesa. I can't remember. Um, uh, September 19th. Okay. Right there. Oh, and now it went back up. Here we go. Right there. Um, Peacock Wine Bar in on Gilbert Road. I don't know if that's in Mesa or, or in um, Gilbert. I'm assuming Gilbert, but it's 6 to 8 p.m., so September 19th. Your girlies are going. You're, yes. We are going to go to the book fair. So if you're here in Arizona, please join us. We're also going to... That's like, in we, November. Yeah, we also, like, we're acting like, like, please come and, like, meet us. But, like, honestly, like, if you ever came up to us... And like said that you listened and we didn't know you, we would probably freak Die. out. We would yeah. no, like we probably wouldn't function anymore. Um, what is it called? Um, uh, I can't think of what it's oh, called. Oh, my phone is. I think it died. Yeah. Um, okay, we will we'll post report. about we'll it. We'll report it. There's like a there's like a like a fair convention situation. It's like a, a book meet and greet with some authors, and we'll post about it. When we, it's not till November 11th, but it's only one day. Yeah. So, and I think it's free, honestly. Yes. So, which, which is, is really, really cool. cool. Um, but also, if you are, if you only are here for mom content, we love that for you. And if you would like to join us um, to read with us for the month of September, we are reading oh, that's right. in the likely event. Shit, how did we forget to talk about that? I know. I just realized it too. Um, in the likely event by Rebecca Yaros. Um, that is the book that we are reading for the bu- the month of September. And then we will, at the end of the month, record an episode up. about that book specifically. Uh, Danielle and I are going to buddy read that book. So we're super excited about it. We've heard it's great. One yes. of the other girls in our book club has already read right it. And she, she said, said she, it was she really, really she liked loved it. it. So. so that is what we are going to be doing. Thank you guys so much for listening. We loved catching up with 
our you, mom stuff. I know, and for two hours. You know, sometimes that mom stuff just needs a little extra time. And don't re- don't forget, you moms out there, please listen to your instincts. Mm-hmm. Follow your heart. Um, it takes a village to raise kids, but keep your village close. close. Um, and rely on the people that you trust the most with that kind of stuff. Um, but we love you and thank you guys so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. All the things. All the things. Leave us a rating. Let us know that you're listening. If you have any questions about what we talked about today and or book things, book things, have any sorts of questions. Oh, all the books, all the kids books that we talked about will be in the, um, notes section of this as well as um probably on instagram as well at tropes and tantrums so thank you guys thanks bye thank you so much for tuning in today to tropes and tantrums don't forget to like subscribe and follow us on instagram and don't forget happy reading